Welcome, everybody, to uh, another episode of Talking to Strangers. Uh, we haven't done one of these in a while, so um, it's a perfect time with some exciting news that we have coming up, which we'll get to at the end. But first, let me introduce um, our panel. Four of the five members of Wild Stallions are here. Um, we have Tom, Jenny, Dan, and for the first time, Steph. Um, how you guys doing? We're good. Doing just fine. Thank you very much. So, um, yeah, so first off, um, before we get into, you know, any deep uh, dives into this, um, how are you guys feeling so far just as a general, you know, uh, overview of playing Dungeons and Dragons? Let the women answer. <laughs> just about to. <laughs> I am really excited for the store. I feel like our story is hitting a, a high note like I feel like it's all building up to this moment that we're about to come to so I'm really excited to see where we take the story not to give everything away right now but mm -hmm. I'm excited I don't know about you guys yeah I think as I'm the newest person to playing Dungeons and Dragons in general and I've kind of come into the storyline a bit later um, I'm really excited to see where my character goes to now that I'm much more comfortable um, as a part of the group. I don't remember where we are. So, yeah. When we were recording this, um, everybody would have, have heard all the episodes, you know, of the session. So, you know, everything is out there. We're good. There's no restrictions. There's I no made sure. Spoilers. No spoilers. Everybody has heard everything. <laughs> this is going to air between uh, the episode they um, everyone just heard and before our first um, uh, thing from the next session. So no, there's no, uh, you know, handcuffs or anything here. Talk about anything in the story you want. So I, I would love to. I just, I can't. <laughs> He genuinely I was telling Mark when we met over the weekend in Philly for Wizard World that because there's such a, a delay in between sessions, I can't recall what is going on ever because I just I don't always listen to the podcast. I, I hate how I sound. So I, we do... How many podcasts do we do, Mark? We do Stranger Damies. We do... They call this a movie, yeah. and we do this one. Yeah. We, shameless, shameless plug. We also do the Game Vault podcast. <laughs> yeah, podcast. well, that, that's brand new. That's fine. I'm just saying, the the things that I don't listen to all my stuff. Not that I do a ton, but so I I need recaps all the time. <laughs> where we are. I know that we met the Green Lanterns. Yeah. Recently, and that's about it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Essentially, that 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 is where we are. So, um, I will just mention the last things that have happened. Um, and again, if you're listening to this without listening to the episodes before that, I don't know what you're doing. I'm going to put that there are spoilers in in the uh, description. So, um, be sure not to. But uh, the last uh, thing we did is um, you guys um, were found Barbaro after uh, killing the zombie beholder. Um, you met the Green Lanterns, um, and also the five Guardians, 
Um, you found out that the uh, Jezurkin is a flute um, that can call um, any friendly uh, dragons um, that you have met, um, as long as they are willing to come. Um, and you found out that the only one that responded to the call um, was Cranor, who is actually a brass dragon in disguise. I knew it all along. So that is where we end it. So now knowing that, Dan, how has playing D&D been for you? <laughs> so what happened? No, um, it's been fun, obviously. Uh, I, I like how everything that I throw in there gets put into the greater universe of our story. So whatever comes to my mind, I just pretty much uh, throw out there and... Mark makes it available. I have some ideas for more characters. Oh, no. <laughs> so it, it's great because <laughs> I pretty much just, I rule with an iron fist. Mark, don't pander to him. Don't do Whatever it. Whatever I say, <laughs> I can create life. I am a storyteller. Yeah, you, you have created two characters. Um, or, well, I guess uh, technically it's... 11 characters. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> there are 10 lan- Green Lanterns. Right. Um, well, I've, I've created the Riddler. I've created the Batman. Why did you create the Riddler? Because I, I, I said that sometimes people called me, because I like to, I like riddles. So sometimes people call me the Riddler. So I put that out there. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. He which only remembers the things that he says in the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I don't recall what other people say. I'm very selfish. I'm a selfish podcaster. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, uh, there's a some of this stuff I'm trying to be a little vague with you guys because there are some great listener questions that we have. So I'm trying not to step on any of their toes here. Um, but uh, Tom, uh, for you, what? How have you th- felt that you've grown since the since the first episode to um when you're on on a podcast flirting with your uh, dm <laughs> i definitely feel like i've gotten better at improv uh, as we've gone along i've kind of been thrown into it by by aunt and dan it just kind of kind of happens so uh i've gotten more comfortable with it and it's difficult to flirt to flirt with a non-real person, but Mark, you make it very easy. Thank you. <laughs> Mark is Thank dreamy. You. Mark is very dreamy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yes. I, that's one thing I do enjoy. Uh, Flirting uh, with Mark? Well, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I make I make love to the oh. to the podcast. Um, well, some one thing that Anthony and I do, I think, pretty well is we do the uh, we do improv decently, and we play well off each other. And we like making everyone else very uncomfortable. Yeah. I like making Jen annoyed. <laughs> you don't annoy me in real life. Only my character gets annoyed I, at you. I annoy game. you in real life, too. Well, I'm yeah. annoying you now. Yes, you are. There you go. <laughs> it's my special skill. You guys are so cute. Oh. <laughs> Tell me something yeah. you don't know. So uh, one of the things I had in, in my mind, one of the real reasons why we tried to schedule this around um, getting, getting Steph on here is because, you know, we've had two episodes of this with, with you guys talking. Um, 
you know, everyone else and Dan talking about, you know, the way this game is played, you know, our our game Stranger Damies here. I'm just wondering from if she can maybe dive into um, the difference between session one and the uh, last session that she was in, just the the arc there of being a character in this crazy world that we created. Yeah, um, well, there's a huge difference, especially, and I feel like everyone has said this from, like, when you guys first started to now, um, there's a whole different level of comfortability. I was pretty insanely nervous um, (laughs) recording for the first time because um, I don't really know what I sound like. I've never really acted ever. Um, I've only I only had played Dungeons and Dragons I think twice in like a side game as an intro beforehand. So I considered you guys more uh, professional for sure. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> you guys all exactly. know your characters so credit. well. <laughs> so uh, Tom, I was a little how scared. How much are you getting paid now? Oh, you know, pennies. <laughs> <laughs> Negative pay. dollars, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so in the beginning, I was pretty nervous. Um, but throughout even the first section, it started getting a little bit more comfortable. Um, and I was having a lot of fun with it. Um, but especially where we're at now, it's nice because it really feels like my character is being accepted by all of the rest of the wild stallions and there's some trust starting to happen of course with latari and zakara there's been that relationship but with the other guys um i feel like they're starting to accept her as part of the group which except o'craig yeah well a little bit a little bit you you know your character doesn't know i'm a very accepting person (laughs) in all facets of life (laughs) yeah it was um yeah, one of the great uh, moments when I knew um, that we were going to be okay uh, having you come aboard was when you uh, came up with a nickname for pizza tacos <laughs> that none of us thought of, and even, which is a goal of probably all of us, shocked Anthony, <laughs> um, which is kind of really hard to do. Pizza toppings, that was a good one. Yeah, I, I was very impressed. And it, it was that was the moment where I'm like, okay, if she wants to keep doing this, I think it's just fine. Because, you know, it was it was perfectly laid in and um and as we've gone along, at least from my perspective watching, um one of my favorite gross is seeing the uh, from all five of you, um, is seeing a lot more of the yes ending in from improv. Like you don't really you keep adding on to each statement like it's never a time where somebody finishes a sentence and then there's silence Mm -hmm. you know sometimes it has to be basically one of you has to end it with you know all right we got to move on you know sort of thing um which is good because it it makes it a lot better for the listeners and gets them more invested but i i feel it it gets it makes me uh see that you guys are engaged um, in the content, um, so so I'm I was I've been happy to see that from from my, my perspective. perspective, but but um, um yes, yes so, so 
one of the uh, important things um, that uh, I noticed uh, game-wise that I wanted to um, jump you guys into is um, how have you been figuring out your uh, characters while you've been, like, leveling up? Like, are you just trying to min-max to make your character the best, or are you looking into things and seeing, all right, that makes more sense for my character, even though it might not be the best spell or the best feat to take? Um, well, I've definitely found it to be interesting, because initially I didn't know you could do that, like, switch, switch out different spells and things like that. Um, Jenny showed me all of that but ever since then I've been trying to from like the different things our characters have encountered the different obstacles and different creatures they've fought I've been trying to select things based off of those experiences so if they come up again it's useful okay yeah and then and you guys have uh you know Dan Jenny and and Tom I've been doing it a little bit longer um, and then Steph and as your uh, ideas of um, what you choose and what you decide, especially those of you that to choose spells, um, how has that evolved um, over the last few years? Uh, well, I've, I've been trying to get more offensive spells, but as a paladin, that's difficult. So most of my spells are, um, are buff related so it it's difficult to to pick ones that work well together so that's really been my strategy is to f try to find ones that i know that i can cast back to back and they're not going to you know be wasted or um just not work well i think for me i kind of I'm a little bit of a mix of both of you, of Tom and Steph. Um, I try to learn from the experiences we come across because I feel like every time we fight someone or something, I look in my spells and I could have had something that would have helped. So I try to think when we're leveling up, I try to think, look at all the spells and think about what we possibly could come across. And I try to have a wide variety of, of spells. Um, to help with that and then I also kind of try to stay true to the character too at the same time and think of things that she would have prepared because of who she is as a character so I think I, I'm a little bit in between both of you guys with that uh, I just try to make things I try to pick spells that help me not die because <laughs> uh, my, my guy is very squishy Aww. Uh, well because my armor is very low well, my, you're a sorcerer. right so when I first started, I wanted to do something really cool spell, like uh, it was like the ghost hand, what is it, chill touch, sounded cool, and like fireballs and everything like that. But then I realized I, I really needed armor, so buffing spells. Uh, one thing I wish I had kept, and maybe I'll bring it back, is uh, I think it's enlarged person. Is that okay? Oh, you, yeah. you turned Tiresias yeah, into a when giant. I, yeah, he well, turned me into Godzilla, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was a good one, and because it, it grants a lot of uh, perks. So I think you gain an AC bonus and uh, damage bonus. So that's something maybe I should. I've I've been in the thick of things too often lately, so, and I think that's on purpose. I, <laughs> I, I think Mark is being very mean and callous. To me. <laughs> 
So yeah, yeah. Don't don't. Uh, advice for all of you uh, young D and D players out there: Don't remind the DM countless times that you have not been hurt in the last few battles. <laughs> well, that it wasn't like a reminder of so much as it was a boast. Just, yeah, I was bo- boasting. It's <laughs> even worse. Bo- boasting makes it so much better. Well, I mean, I just, I thought it was imperative that he knew. <laughs> yeah, in the last battle, um, that was you were just the only one that failed the saving throw. Shocker. Um, so, <laughs> so you got hit with that <laughs> that eye ray. Um. When you got it with the 36 points from oh, okay. older. Gotcha. All right. I, don't I think that was like half your health, I believe. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. Dang. God. And um, yeah, just to, to touch on that in, in terms of fights, I'll just um, rehash a thing from my chair with that fight is that battle could have went on so much longer, but it missed the first attack when it tried to stun Tiresias. Um, and then you guys just sort of whipped on it from there, uh, because you got your paladin with his radiant damage, um, to be able to hit him a lot. Uh, but when you guys, um, how has your strategies changed in battle, um, uh, since the, uh, since the first ones when even back when we were doing roll 20, um, like, how's the experience of doing all those battles? change the way you approach it what do you mean like from like, the like, very beginning how did we approach yeah, like, the battle like, like, mindset wise yeah yeah oh uh I, I think i've said this before on previous talking with stranger episodes where as a sorcerer i kind of felt like oh you know i'm like gandalf where i can just like go in and and be pretty tough you shall not pass. Something like that. <laughs> but then again, I, I realize I'm pretty vulnerable. So I like to I like to pick guys off or opponents off from a distance, or I can kind of be a uh, an escape route as well with dimension door if possible. So I I'm gonna try to um, from the beginning where I just went in and tried to kill as many people as possible now i'm going to try to be more of a support maybe box some people in use some stone wall spell or ring a fire spell that's you i get, think that you guys love dimension door it's like your favorite yeah. <laughs> it's well if done correctly it's pretty helpful you can Except get in and out of places time. yeah <laughs> but it, usually it's you guys just running away from shit and leaving us there that's yep, anything. we're always in a kill box. <laughs> the three healers. Yep. That, that's that's Anthony because he's a coward. <laughs> Don't Anthony. tell me you never did it either. <laughs> I didn't. Do, I didn't do it. He when he does it, he dimension doors as far as possible. Five hundred feet or when I do it, I just I have to do it so I can get out of attack uh, attack range. <laughs> you, you know this is true. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so uh, I guess this is more more for Jen and Tom to uh, elaborate on because um, Steph hasn't been in many battles with us and a cleric. Um, really, I don't think you're you're. I think you have one strategy in mind, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but for you guys going back to all the way in those days of 
you know, when we did the online stuff to, you know, being there, uh, it, you know, around the table in battle, how has, you know, your, your strategies changed? Well, it's, I feel like it's way easier to see what's going on when we're all together. Uh, so it, in the beginning, I just kind of was a tank and just tried to go in and just hit everybody with a, with my weapon. But now that I can see the map laid out and we can see where we're going to get stuck in a corner, uh, it I can see where we might need a buff. Uh, I can see how, you know, we have 17 enemies. We need, we're going to need uh, a shield of some sort. So it it's definitely a more well-rounded attack for me instead of just, you know, running in and swinging, swinging a mace around. Yeah, I agree. I, I remember, I mean, when we first started, my character was pretty weak and I got lucky. I kind of got around it because I had Astaroth. So Mark was nice enough to let me <laughs> use him as my attack. So he had bite and claw and Dan used to joke that, his back was hurting because he was carrying me. That's right. <laughs> um, and then it was just that. And then aside from that, I just I really didn't have a fully a full grasp on how to play on Rule 20. So it was really just clicking or telling it to have Astrod attack and then just hoping that it did well. So playing live has definitely helped me learn how to play. I think now my strategy is. Um, I have a bonus action for healing, so I, I make sure that I'm always thinking about that. And then kind of like how Tom said, you're paying attention to the map, um, strategizing, paying attention when it's not my turn, making sure that I know what's happening. So if I have to change my game plan, I'm prepared. Um, and then using attack spells, like area spells, like Dan was saying, um, just trying to take out as many enemies. And I guess my biggest focus now is how can I inflict as much damage as possible? Because my AC is not that great. My armor class isn't that great. So if I don't take out as many people as I can, there's a pretty good chance I'm probably going to die, especially with the way the story is heading. So that is mm -hmm. my... But you never get attacked, so... I, I do get attacked. No, you don't get attacked. <laughs> you just roll really well, too. It Sometimes, depends. yeah. You're, you're like an average roller. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than me. I'm terrible at rolling. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that. We've seen it firsthand. I, I don't She's know. also had an entire battle where the enemy focused on her. Yeah, I remember that. Well, so did I. Blarg. Oh Blarg. my god. What? You oh, don't remember right. Blarg? Yeah, the... That was like the first thing we fought. God, that was no, no, no Clark. No, that was Clark. Blarg, <laughs> was, oh, Blarg was his brother, right? Or the son. Uh, that was so son. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've had guys come after me solely, and again, Anthony Only just runs you away. Only because failed. Right. Who came after you solely? Uh, the when I went to save Keatris, and then those two, the two, uh, what was it? Not Bebop and Rocksteady guys. There's a uh, <sighs> Cranium and Load. What was it? Load. 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 <laughs> so they, they surrounded me, and I had to fight them off with no help from anyone. That was another time where um, Anthony <clears throat> dimension doored out of there. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he tail and ran. I'm glad he's not here so I can find him. <laughs> and he's not here to defend him. Call him up. <laughs> with, with his snarky remarks. And uh, before we move on, uh, as, as Steph, has your strategy really changed from the... Uh, 
first battles or um, as... yes because initially i was just like yeah i'll just use my mace and then i was like my spells can do way more than a mace especially <laughs> for a cleric and especially like leveling up and switching things in and out yeah. as i kind of like i obviously know my character's backstory but also like seeing the spells that other pe- people in our group have um I can be a little bit more strategic about ones that I pick and ones that can both heal and also cause damage. So battle cleric. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, me and Tiresias had a really awesome kill shot that I will never forget. That was a good one. The dual the dual mace shot. But mace does come in handy sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I could point out about Steph. It took her, like, two full sessions to realize, like, she said, A, she didn't need to just use her mace, and B, she didn't have to run up to people and casting spells. Oh, my God, that was so bad. It made me nervous every time. I'm like, why are you going right up in front of them to cast a spell that you can cast from, like, 50 feet away? And she finally got it. Now she's safe. It's funny, because enough time has passed, and I'm like, wow, that was really dumb. (laughs) Well, you're learning. That's what it's about. That's the whole point. Yeah. (laughs) So, final question. Anyone you guys can answer this before we go on to the next segment. Um, from the first session till now, how much more worried about the death of your characters have you become? Dan, would you like to answer this one? Zero. <laughs> Zero percent. Okay. It's... Well, Dan, Dan, Dan already has a backup character, so he doesn't have to worry. Dan has faced death three times already. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> On Listen, death's doorstep. If I die, I'm going out swinging anyway, so it's, I'm not worried about it because it's not real. It's all a game. Oh my god! I, and we really haven't spent that much time with these characters. I mean, we've been. It's been a year, over a year. Yeah, that's pretty long. If I'm considering no, I, how long I've been a character. You know, this isn't. It's not something where we play every week you know what i mean you know what i'm saying where you really get attached to something where you see it all the time and you're doing it all the time and it's not a knock on us as a group just in my mind i don't spend enough time with O'Craig to really love him that sounds like a personal problem that's just because you roll like garbage whenever you play with O'Craig. <laughs> that's fine but he i like his attitude I, I enjoy being very surly and dismissive. It, it, it gives me a chance to be a jerk. And uh, that's fun. Being a jerk is fun. <laughs> but that's about it. I mean, I, I do have another character waiting, and I like him better. Wow. Oh. What? Poor old Craig. So you're like, yeah, no. I might kill him off. It's fine. <laughs> no, well, I'm not saying target me now and kill me off right away. I'm, I'm still going to... I'm never going to give up on O'Craig. I'm going to... I'm going to keep doing what I think he would do. It's almost yeah. like you're never going to give him up, never going to no, let him down. No, I would never do that. That's still my guy. Just got yeah. rickrolled by the, <laughs> by the newbie. <laughs> so anybody else want to chime in before we move on? I, I was only really worried one time because I was pretty much dead. Um, that was a long time ago. It was yeah. a long time ago, but that was that was really close to being 
it. Yeah, you were the only character that went unconscious. Yeah, that was against the electric devil, I think. Yeah. That was that was the that was before Mark targeted me. Oh my god. And only me. Oh my god. Just I'm letting Mark know there's other people in the, <laughs> in the group. Uh, <laughs> pick on someone your own size, Mark. I'm taking notes. Right. <laughs> That's why he's quiet. Good. He's writing Kill Dan, Kill Dan. No I'm like Steve Buscemi and was that Billy Madison? Oh, oh my god. Perfect. Yeah. Are you writing it in red lipstick? I was gonna say red lipstick. <laughs> of course I am. Yeah. So so move on. Um let's see, Jen and Steph, do you have anything to add? Or um well because <laughs> Latari, um, well, because I'm newer to it, you guys are much more advanced than me, so I would die, I'd potentially die much quicker than anyone else. Um, well, yeah, well, kind of. I'm still less than everyone, kind of. Oh, oh, all right. Well, well, before I was, I guess, I was really nervous. The one day where I was really about to die, and Jen had to, um, cast a spell to save me and everyone thought that she was murdering me <laughs> so that was a fun time <laughs> yeah um like i said my ac is low so sometimes i think i forget how easy it would be to die like the beholder hitting dan for 30 something points of damage yep. made me realize mm-hmm. oh crap that could have been me <laughs> but mark hates dan only so it's fine yeah yeah <laughs> um like I have the highest hit points on our in our group, and that still would have been bad for me. Yeah, imagine. Yeah, and that and that was that was like a a slightly nerfed beholder. (laughs) (laughs) So, not in terms of me doing anything, you know, the zombies doesn't have the anti magic field that regular beholders do. So you would have been able to cast spells at without doing it at disadvantage. On a regular beholder, uh, so yeah, yeah, sort of. I'm I'm starting to. Um, well, this will lead right into the the uh, next next uh, segment. Um, you know, I'm starting to. In the beginning, you know, as most, I believe DM should do with first time players. You know, early on, you kind of find a way to not kill the characters, so you don't want them never to return to the table again. Um, if you keep constantly killing their characters. Um, but I think now, and something for you guys to look forward to, is, you know, now the challenge is going to start stepping up. You know, you're in some real shit right now. <laughs> Did you hear you that, Dan? It's good. just going to start now. I'm not worried. <laughs> so, plan B. Gonna get it, we're going to hit a humongous difficulty spike all of a sudden. <laughs> well, that's good. Battle Royale. I, I, I think it's about time we really push the envelope is it sometimes it kind of feels i don't want i'm not saying repetitive but a lot of the people that we meet it's kind of like all right well to me it doesn't face that much of a challenge because i i just know that we could take these guys out so now i I don't know there's been times when i didn't know if we were gonna get out of stuff the only time i was ever really worried in a fight was when we fought the dragon no, when. I mean, well, I was worried with that, but also the the kill box when me 
well, Zakara, Tiresias, and Latari were stuck in a room hiding behind a door. And there were like, oh, yeah. three great. drakes after us. There were three drakes and three enemies, like, all focusing on us. <laughs> I, that was probably the most nervous that I've been. <laughs> well, I'm, I wasn't That worried. was an interesting Well, yeah, time. you almost died in that episode. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, yeah, you did. I had to save you. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that leads us right into the uh, next segment, which is... Uh, one I want to start for these is, um, you know, called Ask the DM. So um, if you guys have any questions, obviously I won't get into, you know, obvious spoilers for things that you guys don't know about. But for anything we've done so far or any situations, if you guys had any questions or um, anything that's been rolling around in your head, you kind of have free reign to ask me. Stephanie, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I both went... Hmm, at the same time. <laughs> Creepy. Um, I'll I'll ask first. Um, so now that the cat's out of the bag with Cranor, right? Yep. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Um, I'm curious to know whether from the very beginning when you introduced him as a character, if you had been planning on that being his backstory that he was actually a dragon, or if that was something that you incorporated into the story over time. Yeah. So, good question. Um, the like with most things, and I feel uh, you know, DM, other DMs out there, you know, like Mercer and Adam Coble and stuff, do this. Is that um, it came after my initial writing of the character because of how much of an interest uh, Anthony took in him. Um, so I was like, okay, I need to give him a little bit more, and because. Um, I didn't know how far he wanted to go with him. And then when, you know, he was uh, making him, you know, uh, be his friend and all that stuff. Um, to I forget what end goal he had in mind, Pizza Tacos. But yeah, once I started ball rolling, I'm like, okay, now I got to connect it to everything else. And I'm like, what's the interesting way to do it? And um, the thing that finally clicked in my head was, well, we have that dynamic that you're running around with a chromatic dragon, yep. which is, <laughs> you know, and a color that is especially on the evil side. Um, so what would Cranor be as a top spy for the Church of Bahamut? And, of course, he would be one of the top metallic dragons. So it all came together, and I was just... The whole time while you guys were, you know, sort of dragging out, getting the Barbaro and <laughs> this is working for a couple sessions. You know, I've been holding on to that um, reveal. And um, and one funny thing, I don't know because he's not here and I don't know if he'd even admit to it, Anthony. But I don't know if he realized something was up with Cranor when he, you know, went off to ask him for, you know, his help with Tribeca. You know, yeah. to go save. I don't know if he knew something was up or he just knew that, you know, who he works for, you know, would mean that he could have him do something that might be counter to what you guys want to do. But um, sometimes I don't know if you guys are catching on to things um, as well. So um, it's, it's nice to see your reactions when I reveal it. Mm-hmm. So. And I, or, uh, Mark, I can honestly tell you, I don't catch on to anything until you've told us why it's happening and what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anybody else? 
of anything. Even if you have any uh, questions about DMing or anything, that'll. How much time do you normally put into writing for each session? Okay. Yeah. So essentially, what the um, it usually takes me over a course of however many weeks between sessions, um, probably somewhere uh, eight to ten hours, maybe of writing and putting the maps together and getting all that stuff, writing future stuff, you know, cause I have to write like five different threads uh. because God knows what you guys are going to do. <laughs> I spent an entire night writing still Ben up and then you guys were like, Oh, we're going to go Singorn. That was my nope, not, not you guys. One that was the, that the group vote. <laughs> <laughs> One person made that decision. We all so, just went, okay. <laughs> So, yeah, because I had in place, I will use that as an example, um, <laughs> and is that my writing is I usually concentrate most of the writing on, like, one or two of the storylines. In this case, Still Ben, and um, I think I mostly all did Still Ben, because more so because of, of Steph, I didn't know how long she would be there, and her story naturally ends there if she wants it to. So mm. I was like, oh, if she doesn't like it, they'll just go there. You know, get her stuff and then be done with it. Um, so I concentrate mostly on that stuff. And I was like, all right, you got these couple things. We got Kymel stuff. Um, if you guys ever want to go back there, we got the Singorn stuff um, going on. So I was like, all right, I'll plant seeds to make you want to go to any one of the three places. Um, so I wrote the outlines and I wrote the seeds, which was Zakar's dream. You know, reminding Pizza Tacos about the Maiden's Wish um, for the Kymel stuff. And then also, obviously, you know, having uh, Latari come in and tell about all the shit that's going down in Stillben. Mm. Um, so I was like, okay, with Zakara's best friend and all that coming back, you know, she's going to want to go get Astaroth and not. And then you guys did the turn, left turn. And <laughs> I had to, um, thankfully, had enough written that we got to where we stopped. And then I was able to add more later. But the. The great thing is, from a me standpoint, is now when you guys eventually do get to still Ben, all I really have to do is just add in stuff you've done that may have changed the city or the way, um, you know, things that are going on in there may be going on in there. You know, I don't have to write like, you know, write the description of the town or what it looks like or where this is and that is and all those little things where I have, you know, all the buildings and any people you run into and stuff like that um, laid all around. I got that all done, so it'll be easier once we get there. Um, but yeah, and for any people out there DMing for the first time, one of the advice that I follow is that you should, uh, when you're writing up your outline that you bring and do all that, your writing and work on it should be equal to the number of hours the session is. So for like every four hour session, you should have four hours worth of work at least um, written down. Uh, so that's basically where I'm, I'm going with doing this. But what I enjoy the most is uh, being able to go back to the outlines that I've written um, and spending a couple more hours on it, adding this stuff in. Like adding Batman scenes or <laughs> coming up with the Green Lanterns or, you know, 
trying to add the references in, you know, just based on different things you said. Um, trying to figure out how to trap um, pizza tacos or anybody else. Um, things that you guys tend have tendencies, like um, like back when uh, Neverwinter was being attacked, I knew he'd try to run away or try to run to Tribeca, so I put that stop of the entire Wizard Folk army coming towards you guys, um, so that he couldn't get away. Um, or if he did, he's risking his life and a lot of spells to do it. So, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's essentially what I go through the. Uh, the main the main process is trying to keep it as much of a secret as possible, um, and not try to reveal anything. When I get a hint, it uh, you may have an idea of what the final thing is. Trying to remember that the character, um, you know, wouldn't want to reveal it. So, yeah. All right, so, I have I have a question. Yeah. All of these towns that we've been to. Do we have any need to go back to them? And I know, like, we even have things being made in some towns yeah. that we... I don't even know where they are at this point compared to where we are. Uh, what What do you do in that situation to well, get you guys, back there? To be honest, the thing about with Dungeons & Dragons is you guys can do whatever you want. Um, you have... It's like, if you think of it like an RPG, uh, right now you have a main quest which is the, you know, the leader of the cult of the dragon um, trying to raise Tiamat um, while she's being double-agented by a devil from the second rung of hell. You know, those typical stories. <laughs> um, so that's your main quest. You have that going on right now. And that may pop up here and there. And then, you know, before you get to still ban, like every once in a while you get her assassin squads come after you. You know, um, just to keep you guys reminded, hey, you know, this is still going on. Um, and then you have your side stuff, which is, you know, the what the Margrave told you back in Kaimo about uh, under the mountain. You know, that something strange is going on under there. You have uh, the letters and stuff you got from O'Craig's family, you know, about up in, up in Soldier Field. And then you have... If you guys want to go investigate what the hell's going on in Zakara's village, you have that. You guys are just in the glade pools. There's plenty of stuff there. Um, so it really comes down to do you guys and, and the thing to remember, and it's, this isn't I don't I never want to direct you anywhere. Um, but the thing to always remember is it is a living, breathing world. So by doing one thing, it's something else might be completely different by the time you get there. You know, or vice versa. So right. You know, I think that's why it's exciting. Yeah. And like, that's what really makes me want to continue with it. Like, I know in the beginning, because I wasn't sure how I was going to like it, how I was going to feel with my character, like what I could do with her. But the more sessions we do, the more like the deeper into <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, the world that I get the more I want to keep going because it's exciting. All the different, like, options that we have. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's very open, you know. I, I, know, I know Tom, which is probably the reason he asked this question, is a lot more likes to follow quest lines and things in the games he plays, you know. Like, 
that fact and then you know the you know without having like that in front of you it you know kind of you have to take notes and remember and and do all that stuff um and it's just being able to be a little more free like hell you guys if you want to you could head to the capital city if you want i don't know what i have written there yet but (laughs) you know Watch out! Next you know, week you we're guys... gonna we're gonna want to go somewhere crazy, and you're not gonna be ready. <laughs> yeah, the the great thing about uh, what we're doing with using uh, Exandria and the world of Critical Role is that a lot of the towns and stuff are already written up, and I just put a spin on them. Um, you know, add some things. You know, because I'm 30 years after the book was written. You know, and timeline wise, so a lot of the structures that I can at least get you through until an end of a session and then come up with something cool is already written for me, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so um, that's why I'm not really ever nervous about that. Um, but it would be completely uncharacteristic if you guys followed and went somewhere that had no connection to anything you've been doing. <laughs> that would be completely, and it's not a challenge to you guys, obviously, but we like to joke around. <laughs> but it would be like completely out of character for you guys to just skip out on everything you've been doing and just head to a random city. Right. You know, at this point. <laughs> um, you have some deadlines. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, coming up. Uh, don't know how long those are, but, you know, some things are in motion. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's real nice. I'm just, yeah, the, I think I'll be more anxious if whenever in two years, whatever, we get into campaign two and it's all my original world and design and all that, that might make me a little more nervous, you know, um, because I won't have that safety net, which is exciting for me, mm-hmm. um, of, of Mercer's already built world, um, in there. But yeah, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys, um, have at least paid attention enough in the infrequency that we do these sessions that you don't make any decisions that I'm kind of that I kind of go, uh, should I tell them that's like completely out of character? You know, yeah. sort of thing. You guys seem to all grasp that, which is fun. I, I pride myself on knowing what my character should and should not be doing. Yeah. <laughs> like he never would have taken taken part in the wrestling match if he knew what was actually happening. <laughs> it's infuriating. <laughs> You you stole an awesome kill from me, and I, I can't forgive you. One what? I wanted to snap this one guy's neck. <laughs> oh. And you oh wouldn't let God. me. The one thing he remembers. Remember when you grabbed that child in the street? Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Scaring children is what half orcs do. That's isn't that like their mo? Come on. Yes, I think I think we all have a pretty good grasp on our characters, what they would do and their personalities and how to react in certain situations and straight stay true to our characters, which is why Pizza Tacos and O'Craig are always butting heads with Sakara and Tiresias and now Latari mm-hmm. because of their alignments. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because they go after the ones that could save them if they're dying. There's no... We, we don't <laughs> go after them. Well, we, just, we disagree no, a lot. Yeah. We butt heads with Pick people on. who could be saving. Yeah. Yeah. Saving your life one day. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I remember that. <laughs> I mean, if you don't want to save us, you don't have to save us. <laughs> you do what you think is best. Yeah, see, my, my problem is I have to save you. Right. I have exactly. no option. 
Well, then what's to stop us from just picking on you? Right? There's no That's consequences. Why he's Tyrese is the deceived. But there's no consequences, <laughs> right? If we just keep doing it, knowing that he's going to help us. Wait till I get my dragon back. Then there'll be consequences. Uh, I plan on killing your dragon so fast. I know. I'm going to slit its throat. It's going to be great. So, yeah, it'll be so easy. Yep. Good <laughs> luck, luck with that. He's probably like 12 times the size he was. It's going to be like, yeah, hey, buddy, so I'm, I'm going to do the old misdirection. Like, what's this over here? Bam. Kiss <laughs> her. Oh my god. Yep, that'll work. <laughs> Mark it down. That's what we're doing. Exactly what's happening. Heard it here first. <laughs> so um if there's not any more questions for me, I I'm all ready to move on to our listener questions. You guys are Yeah. Good. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Ready? All right. Uh so first up, uh we have Clinton, Florida. Um he goes, uh Zakara and Latari. Sorry I'm terrible at remembering rear lames, so Forgive me. Um, how much of a collaboration was your backstory? I love that Zagara seems to be a lot more open-minded about people than elves usually are. So it was interesting that your best friend wasn't even from this plane. Love the show. Can't wait to find out that Latari has a PhD in psychology. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. So... I guess the question's more directed towards Latari's backstory from what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Um, mm. I would say, how did we come? Well, basically, once Stephanie expressed interest in wanting to play, I kind of gave her like a really quick crash course, like, all right, yep. <laughs> these are what races are, these are what classes are. Like, yeah, I looked through you know, that whatever. book. <laughs> um, but I think her personality kind of came through once we started. She started learning about the different options that she had for a character, and it was mm -hmm. pretty easy. And then, you know, she really put her own touches on it, like what she wanted her to look like, what she wanted her personality to be. And then I just kind of helped shape her ideas into a backstory. I mean, we, Mark, obviously, you know how detailed Zakara's backstory is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, more. I kept learning about like little things like in the books and like what like a cleric typically does or like the different options that I had. I was like, ooh, and what if this? Ooh, and what if it? And like I kept getting really excited and Jim was yep. like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> we basically, we basically spent probably a couple of hours one night like, yes. officially typing out Stephanie's backstory. Like straight. <laughs> and, um, she was stuck on what to name this random person in her backstory. That but I came up with a great name. She was just like so upset because she couldn't think of the perfect name for this random person that will never ever be mentioned it's in our. It's not a random person. It's a significant person. Anyway, no she got very. Get to know. She yeah. was very invested in it, so it made me happy. Um, yeah, welcome I guess to my like... world. Yeah. <laughs> it I'm was. A, it was. A I'm glad someone's invested in it because I can't remember my backstory to save my life. Mark has to remind <laughs> me every time we play. Aww. <laughs> so yeah i think that was was that the only part of the question yeah yeah my it, well you know i was it i i want to jump off with two things off of this question okay. um because he said more statements here um but first i'll go to you jen um was it always the idea of zakar being different than most elves or when you created her did you not realize that usually in a DD world how xenophobic most elves are you know um 
so when I when I decided that she was going to have a red dragon and her people were going to accuse her of being Tiamat, um, yep. up until that point, she was pretty much set in, in her ways of of elves and of the druid culture and of her clan. And she would have probably have turned out that way. But because she got extradited from her village and had a connection with this creature that everyone else despised, I think that kind of taught her to give people a chance and then meeting Latari obviously that came much later in the backstory creation process but meeting Latari she kind of experienced the same thing um in her past so I what think saying people despised Janasi no <laughs> saying she didn't like people um, so I think just her experiences, she's pretty old, not for an elf, but in human years, you know, compared to that, mm -hmm. she's old. So I think being with this group of people, obviously she can't stand O'Craig, um, Pete Sacco's gets on her nerves, but I feel like she's come a long way from where she was and she would have been a different elf if she hadn't fallen into the circumstances that she did when she turned a hundred years old. Yeah. And the, uh, the, thing I held off from asking in the beginning to Steph was um, how much fun did you have with the mini uh, uh, psychology session with uh, Pizza Tacos? <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. Um, it's <laughs> That was actually one of my favorite moments just because that was one of the first times someone other than Zakara was like coming to her like on a personal level he was like you know i just need someone to talk to and she's like oh okay like these people like me like that's that's interesting um especially because zakara and latari had like been writing each other on and off when all of these times where they were separated so i didn't really know to well Latari didn't really know too much except for like the little tidbits that Zakara would throw into her. Um, so that was a really fun moment for for me because I got to pull in a lot of like little things from my backstory that no one really knows yet. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. So I'm excited to see when I get those opportunities to like yeah. sneakily put things in there. Yeah, and and that was the best part is uh, seeing everybody grow from the first couple episodes where it's really just Dan and Anthony, you know, uh, going back and forth with the with scenes together and just you know it was one of the, one of those proud moments of being a, a DM, you know, where I sat back and went, okay, I'm just gonna let these two go. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I feel like that happens all the time. Let yeah. these two go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's important to let your from what I've read and from what you see elsewhere. It's important to let the players kind of uh, dictate what yeah. where the story goes. So when you have a few people or the whole group who are good at just kind of playing off each other, and you get you get those silly moments, and it's fun to do. That's what the to me that's what the game's about: just having fun and mm -hmm. being silly, being silly geese. <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was another one of those moments where i knew where i was like okay i don't have to worry about um you know uh 
and each of you have had this moment um, where I'm like, okay, I don't have to worry about, you know, uh, Anthony throwing something weird out there and throwing the people off. Because you've all grown into it where you've started to, you know, get into it um, and not just sort of clam up when when the uh, the moment arises. Like, even when Tom, you know, he says he has a draconic word for, um, what was that again? Uh, it was something in the last episode where you said you had a word for that. Isn't it cock- A cockwalker, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, and he was like, well, what is it? And he just kept yes ending to, you know, get you to keep going. And then he just kept playing the scene out without just like just shutting up, you know. And and I don't know if that would have happened in episode one or two. So it's probably not. Yeah. Yeah. It it was real nice to see um, that. And and, you know, and, and the final thing, which a lot this question a lot jumps on is I think you guys have started all figuring out, you know, how to tell a story as these characters and uh, not try to say what you think I want to hear. You're starting to, you know, feel like you're a group, you know, and, and having, you know, callbacks and inside jokes and things, you know, within the group, which is nice. Um, it, It makes my job slightly easier and uh, it allows the audience to get invested more. So, um, moving on. Uh, second question is from Amber in PA. Uh, she says, my favorite part of the show is the references and the surprise callbacks. Um, to all, I'm guessing that's everyone but me. Um, what, is your f- what has been your favorite reference in the show so far? And to me, uh, what surprise did the group figure out that frustrated you uh, before you revealed it? Um, and which one made you the most proud? Um, so I'll, I'll defer to you guys first. What what uh, what has been your favorite references? I know what Dan's answer is going to be. I, well, I mean, you could say the Batman, right? That's I mean, you have the Power Rangers, you have uh, Captain Planet, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one one of my favorite favorites was uh, Pepsi. Peeps eye because Jen didn't understand it. I wrote peeps. She was like eye as an eyeball. Ask for a peeps eye, and I was like it's Pepsi. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a blonde uh, moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously the comic book references are fun, uh, but there, there's so many good '80s references. Yeah, I, I like making up references, like. I thought that the Mirror Man was a Michael Jackson reference, but clearly it wasn't. Right. Uh, so I, I I try to put to make references happen when they're not actually there. Yeah, it, it's sometimes it's fun because you're sitting there you're like, oh, maybe that maybe that means this or this means because Mark is kind of tricky with it. So you'll you'll sit there and think that it's one thing when it's really not. Yeah. Hmm. He's sneaky. He's a sneaky one. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, yeah. So the the thing that's the one surprise that frustrated me that you guys figured out that to reveal, uh, which is what I the one I thought Tom was going to say is his favorite reference was figuring out what the Zazorkin was. Oh well, yeah, that was definitely my favorite for sure. <laughs> and 
uh, it was literally, if you listen to the episode, Anthony figures most of it out literally like 10 seconds before the reveal. <laughs> like, it, you guys have never thought about it, figured it out. I just kept, I did really good just calling it a device and, you know, not hinting that it was a flute mm. at any point. Um, nobody did like a hard investigation on it, which was great. <laughs> um, at any point, um, and then ten seconds before he goes, "Oh, this is going to summon the Dragon Zord, isn't it?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> and it's like impossible to cover up yes. the truth at that point. Yeah, and then literally, I was saying the line as I was hitting the thing on the computer to play oh, the sound oh, as he said it. It was like <laughs> ten seconds I had from that reveal. Um, so that that was the one that frustrated me because ah. Uh, but um, I, I loved your reaction to it. And uh, yeah, one of my favorite reactions was when I was introducing the Green Lanterns and just watching Dan's face as I was explaining it was I, as he slowly realized what was occurring. Kitty is a schoolgirl. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's always fun when you, you have something unexpected like that come into a, a story. Yeah, yeah and the, the one that made me most proud, I don't know exactly what, what Amber is really uh, referring to, but... Uh, the moment in terms of reference that made me most proud is when uh, I revealed to Anthony what PYT meant. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think <laughs> you know, the, the Prospector's Youth Tavern, you know, was PYT is in the Michael Jackson song. Um, and he was like, son of a bitch. That ruined his whole thing. <laughs> Six months. Uh, figure that out. So that was proud that uh, I went I went that long without him getting the reference. Um, so I, that, that was real good. Um, but yeah, I just like, I have so many more, and I hope um, you guys like them when they do come out. Um, some, of them, some of them are a little bit, you know, you need to think about. Um, so you'll either, I, I think you'll either get them right away or it'll be a PYT moment um, coming up. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, does anybody else have a another reference popping in to your head? Yes. Yeah. I loved how much O'Craig loved Toucan Sam. Oh, the cereal yeah. mascots. <laughs> that was fun. That one was cute. <laughs> it's, yeah, hard to, it, it's hard for me to pick one, honestly, because, you, like, you impressed me with how many references you yeah. put into this and how well you hide most of them. That I just I feel like every reference is like the last one. It's just just as awesome. And I have to tell you, in my head, for some reason, I was picturing the the Jorkin to look like the Ricola horn. <laughs> I don't know why. I had no idea about that, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was glad to find out that we might have a prop to flash every so often, whenever you yeah. guys use it. Yeah, um, I gotta dig it out. It's there's definitely <laughs> one here. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, yeah. So uh, next question um, is from Logan in Massachusetts, and uh, he says, "My favorite part of the last episode was when the green the Green Lanterns were revealed." He says, "I love that Mark finds a way to incorporate all the one off jokes into the actual story." So, who is more excited about the Green Lanterns appearance, Dan or O'Craig? Uh, uh, probably Dan. Right. I mean, again, it's. O'Craig is just a direct reflection of me. So, again, it's fun 
because I, I like the characters so much, the comic book characters so much that it's it's good to see them brought into play in some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like they have some kind of impact on the story, if it, even if it's not big, just to see like they're recognized. It's 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 nice. It's a nice little chestnut for those who care. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed with what you do with his ramblings mark (laughs) like i mean i think the whole batman thing is hilarious you kind of turned him into the traveler meets an actual man with a bat face meets craig's backstory (laughs) is it a real man with a bat face did we ever did we ever come that's like a really good question did we ever come to the consensus no i can't i can't remember Dan is the one who who gave the description, so that's we have to base it off of. It was all the way back in November. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. and then oh, Craig is the only one that's seen him. Yes, right. Yep, I tried right. and I couldn't. He wouldn't come out for me. Nope. Twice. Because right, you don't really believe. No, because oh, Craig's nuts. He's like <laughs> Santa Claus. He's thinking that. <laughs> he was just like chestnuts. Yep. We Keep thinking that then. <laughs> Uh, so, um, uh, next question is from Sarah in California. Um, she says, uh, for Jen and Steph, uh, were you surprised by how real Pizza Taco's advice to Tiresias was? I thought, wow, I wasn't expecting to hear real dating advice on a D&D podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Sakara and O'Craig's dynamic. Keep it up. Hashtag save Astaroth. Oh my God. Thank you. Yes. You hear that? That's no. a nice positive <laughs> thought about astronaut for once. Um, yeah, I was pretty impressed with the level of yeah. of realness that he brought to that conversation. It was good, <laughs> and it was nice for our listeners too to get a little bit of dating advice. You never know what you can come across in a D and D game. That was one of my favorite. I think that was one of my that favorite so episodes funny. that or sessions that we did because of how like pure. Yeah. Tiresias was <laughs> flirting. It was it was awesome. great. That whole that whole scene between Pizza Tacos and Tiresias and the girl who is or the the half elf. It was really good. Yeah, just 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 a heads up. That's how it goes in real life. When I, when I <laughs> how many times have you dropped the continental breakfast line on a woman? Oh gosh, uh, never in real life. No, <laughs> thank God. Darn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was... Oh, I, I don't know why they caught on as a flirt. I was just being a hungry... Uh, you were thirsty a, also. Well... Okay, right. <laughs> I just listened Not to Not as that. thirsty as pizza tacos. Yeah, <laughs> true. I just listened to that episode before a couple hours ago. And I think you or Tyrese's made a comment... Because she had never seen a dragonborn before, so you were like, "Oh, do you like what you see?" And I think that triggered us to just turn it into the fact that you were flirting with her, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it worked out so great. And then at one point, at one point, she looked at or she said something about money, and then you told her how much gold you had, and I said she was aroused, and then I think it just <laughs> yeah, it, did. it just escalated from there. But it was it, great. It was just a snowball effect. It just kept going. <laughs> it worked out so well. <laughs> And uh, final question uh, before uh, we move into our final segment. Um, we have Gareth from the UK. Uh, 
I think he's one of the three UK listeners that we have. Um, he said, hi, everyone. I love, I love that you seem to be growing as a group. It is refreshing to see a group grow together with all of you being first timers. What, and I think we alluded to this. Maybe you guys can get a little more deeper. Um, what part of the game has surprised you the most? Uh, how much have you learned? And what do you look forward to each session? And thanks, and I can't wait for the next episode. Dang. That's a tough one. Questions at once. That's a lot of questions. <laughs> uh, um, let, let me think. So, what I look forward to each session is what what is Mark going to throw in our way, and what is Ant going to do about it? Is really what it comes down to. Uh, even though he's not like we don't really have a leader, he kind of jumps into stuff. And we just kind of follow along, even though we shouldn't. Uh, so it's just fun to see where that sort of thing goes. Can you repeat the question one more time, Mark? Sorry. I'll, re I'll read the... Th he's got three questions in here. Yep. So, um, first one was, what part of the game surprised you most? You know, I guess this goes for even not our game, just the game of D&D. &D. Mm -hmm. um, uh, how much have you learned... Uh, while playing the game, um, I'm gonna add. I'm gonna put words in Gareth's mouth. Sorry, Gareth. Um, yeah. And what do you look forward to each session? Okay. Uh, well, the surprising thing to me was how in depth everything was. Like, you can open up a book on D and D and read six pages and still not even gotten halfway through one description of something. Uh, it's amazing how much uh, backstory and uh, character development there is in D&D. &D. And we all get to do it. So it's, it's, and everybody can do it their own way, which is the best part. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It blew me away. I literally had no idea what I was getting into at all. I just had this, like, one idea in my head of just, like, people sitting around a table role-playing, and I had no idea how complex it was. And I remember I was talking to one of my friends about it as I was going through character creation. And, of course, I'm, like, nerding out and talking to her about all this stuff, and she just looked at me, like, so confused and, like, freaked out. And there's just there's so much stuff to think about. There's a lot of strategy. I could literally talk about the game for forever, and I feel like it's cool because you can always improve you know, how you play, too, and it, it's just, it's it's amazing to me how great the game is, and it stems from imagination and improv, and you can make your game however you want it to be, which is really awesome. You know, I totally agree with what you just said. I think it's, it's like, the way I've, I've described it to people who have zero concept of what D&D &D is or any type of, like, nerdy related thing i always describe it like your favorite movie video game board game and book like all rolled into one and you have the power to like choose what you do that's pretty much what it is i was like it's the best of everything it's i don't know it's like a weird thing to describe but it's like in a mm, it's not a good description, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's its own thing. You can't really compare it to just one other thing. And it really, I think, does take 
um, a group of people that mesh well together and are comfortable um, with just, like, going with whatever happens, but also understanding themselves as a person, the character they've created, and you, Mark, for writing everything and understanding what's going on for everybody and then some is very impressive too thank you good yeah so um do you guys um i don't know dan do you have anything to add or uh just real quick uh i always look forward to just getting together with everyone and having fun and creating good content that's my main goal I think you didn't answer any of the three questions. <laughs> well, you said, well, he, answer, he answered the third one. What do you look forward like, to? What do you look forward oh, okay, to? Okay, all right. Yeah. You're too busy burping into the mic. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> all right, so. Yeah, so that's uh, all the questions we had. Um, I did have a few more, but they were all pizza tacos related. So, unfortunately, uh, he, he seems to get a lot of questions because... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, one one of them was just asking him um, how deep is he going to go with the existential crisis that Pizza Tacos is going through right now. I don't so. think there's a limit to that. <laughs> the limit does not exist. Yeah, and especially because um, I want to see, I got to remind him to see if he remembers, but that uh, the vicar basically gave him back all of his childhood memories that had been blocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to see how he plays with that. Um, you know, because, you know, he didn't remember being in your village and all that stuff. Um, sure. We'll have some more therapy sessions. Yeah. Yeah. It'll come through. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so final segment here. Don't know know how long this is going to take, but I just want to get your guys' opinion. Um, as we'll make the big announcement here that the next time you'll see an episode of Stranger Damage, you can watch it in two formats. Um, you're going to see a video version. Of it, so yay! yay. Um, on YouTube, <laughs> and the, the audio will be put up as well. Um, uh, I haven't decided if they're going to go in the same day. I think that would be the best way to handle it, but um, it just depends on how much editing, um, you know, will take place. Which is why um, this is going to be on the Wednesday after our next session, um, just so I have that full week and you know take advantage of. You know, having a holiday weekend, um, you know, to not have to worry about work or anything that, you know, have a couple more hours to do it than trying to squeeze it in in two days right after Sunday. But, um, yeah, for, for each of you, um, what's what's the excitement level of for, you know, the next step in Stranger Damies? I I'm excited to get the table finished. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not, we're going to have a version one for this episode because I have injured myself and cannot complete it all the way. So we're going to have like a, a 1.0 version and we'll have eventually have the, the high tech fancy table for the, for the upcoming sessions. Yeah. So yeah, the, uh... Yeah, it's a little more info there. We're going to, you know, uh, I think I talked to you guys about this uh, with the uh, the video um, itself. Is uh, I'm going to have to try and make the um, 
breakouts, you know, more rigid in the sense that, you know, try to get to four separate hour long lengths of content. Um, sometimes if there's battles, it might take longer. That I can't control. Um, but in terms of the talky moments, um, you know, it'll be like at around an hour, you know, I'll try and find a break off point. Um, and then we'll do like a, you know, five minute break. Cause we're not live streaming yet. Um, but you know, and then come back and start over with a new recap and all that. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm most excited for trying to see, you know, how much, uh, the game flow changes, you know, you know, now that, that it's going to be, you know, a little more, you know, kind of like not so much television, but sort of there's going to be a, an, an act out sort of moment um, every hour during the session. So, um, yeah, I'm just excited to see what we come up with. Uh, we've had some great ideas so far. You know, we may or may not have backdrops and uh, it's version 2.0 of the table is going to be amazing. Um, and, you know, might I have to look into some things um, in terms of, you know, figuring out maps and stuff um, for that uh, version. But, yeah, I'm just excited um, that it looks like um, we're going to already step up the uh, already good production value we have. I don't know um, if there's any anything you guys like to add um, for it, about it. Yeah, I think... I think I'm looking forward to video the most because I feel like we all sometimes, and it doesn't happen a lot, but I feel like it's easy to forget that people can't see your facial expressions or your gestures. Um, so when you're trying to say, you know, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. So there was one point a few episodes ago where Zakara like made a motion to one of the other characters and I did it in real life because we're we're together in the same room forgetting that people can't see me and they can't hear my gesture. Yeah. So I feel like that's going to be good for us to do video because sure. You know, we can get a little bit more into um improving and role playing and and mm -hmm. using gestures. I think it'll just make it feel a little bit more natural without having to say, and then I'm going to do this, or Zakara yeah. did this. So I yeah. feel like it'll it'll make that part seem a little bit more realistic and natural. Mm. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, I think what I'm looking forward to the most is dealing with the wonkiness of it, because it, I know it's not going to be perfect at first. So there's going to be a lot of finagling. And uh, <laughs> I, li I like the growth aspect of all of this. Mm -hmm. I like to see how... Because our audio wasn't necessarily good when we first started. And then now our audio is pretty great. It's much better than I ever thought it would be. And then I'm assuming, you know, the video is going to have some growing pains as well. And, and it's cool. I mean, we, we have friends who probably want to check it out. And, you know, I have coworkers who are interested in it. And you just put on a show. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think going to Jen's point... Um, it's still not, I'm still going to have to do those descriptors because I can't do voices. So <laughs> it's still going to be like, so-and-so said this. And then they look at so-and-so, you know, because, right. you yeah. know, I can't, especially 
when you guys throw two NPCs in the same room. <laughs> and I need to... Uh, my favorite thing was doing the best I could do voice-wise uh, with the uh, two people you met in the uh, shop in Singorn. You know, having the one have the real low voice. Mm-hmm. And the other one be, oh, Willianna! You know, <laughs> uh, Perky was able to nicely distinguish who you were talking to. Um, and that, that's really the only thing in this where I could see a co-DM working at, in our setup. Is if we had someone that could do voices and character, like, like, you know, uh, Dan, Jen, and Anthony, um, you know, and, and Tom... Uh, I don't know if I've seen heard anything outside of Tiresias's voice. Um, <laughs> can can do accents um, really well. Um, I don't know if Steph's tried it yet with us, but um, <laughs> you know, I know I can't do accents. So um, everybody sounds like they're from South Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, Anthony likes to point right. out a lot um, to me, but yeah, it, it'll be it, it'll be interesting now that I can. Maybe if I do different gestures or stand differently or something, mm-hmm. um, at least it'll come across to the audience as mm-hmm. me being a different character. Right. I think, yeah, for you, for you, I agree with that. It, it might make that a little bit easier, but I think for you, it's okay if you're establishing who's speaking. Mm-hmm. I always felt awkward when, you know, like I'm trying to develop my character, make her seem realistic. And for me to be like, okay, Zakara's going to pick this thing up now. And then she says, and then I say the line, like, it feels it feels more fake than just, like, yeah. going through an action and knowing someone can see what I'm doing. So I'm definitely looking forward to video for several reasons, but that's one of my biggest. Yeah. I think it'll be really funny, too, for the people watching because a lot of really, like, s- stupid accidental sometimes like just funny things happen between everybody even if it's just like silent gestures like reacting to something else if your character's not supposed to hear it type thing yeah like me giving Dan the side eye when O'Craig's being a wacko oh Oh, about about, um astronaut yeah (laughs) yeah that's true I think it'll give people watching a little bit more from instead of just listening they can actually watch us act out which is because a lot more things happen that no one can see you know yeah yeah yeah, and um, uh, speaking of that, to jump off a non-video point, uh, um, I've been really impressed with you guys' ability to me not have to do whispers and dumb things, which that'll be better now on video than sure. having to, you know, uh, it'd be weird on audio. Yeah. Um, how there's certain things that everybody knows, but nobody's meted it yet, you know, metagamed it. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, everybody knows that Pizza Tacos has basically convinced the, um, Platinum Knights to just save Tribeca, you know, but no one is, none of you have brought it up as though he's mentioned it, you know, to you guys. So I've been, I've been impressed with that and, you know, video is going to help us be able to, you know, uh, make those moments, um, happen a little more or, Maybe, uh, like you said, the, the reactions to things mm-hmm. um, going on. Um, we'll we'll have, have a lot more better moments um, going forward. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the video. Obviously, always nervous, but it's, it's a, the thing when you do this. Uh, 
at least for me, from times when I've done, you know, radio and, and stuff like that, it's leading up to the point when that red light goes on, you know, you're, you're nervous and then it's just, all right, just got to do it. And okay. you just go ahead and do it. And, you know, you don't care how many people may watch eventually or, you know, anything like that. But I think I think the main thing is that, that we have to do, and I think the video will help a lot with this, is just, you know, keep playing the game the way we're playing it. I think, you know, being in person around the table has made our game better. And I think being able to maybe play to a camera a little more, maybe not a whole bunch, don't break the fourth wall too much. <laughs> but, um, you know, because there were some moments in that one shot that we actually did video for, um, which is our first shot at it, which is those growing pains Dan was talking about. Um, you know, that that came across a lot better by seeing us completely lose our shit over um, uh, Jen's character <laughs> killing the first witness in, in, in the episode. Um, right. So, <laughs> so it just, yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's all really, I'd say I just want to do that introduction that we're going to video and, and, you know, it's because you guys out there have been listening and, you know, got our numbers up and, you know, it uh, gave us the confidence to, you know, try to add more. And we'll see. Maybe we'll be popping up on uh, different places and different feeds. Um, still working that out behind the scenes. Um, so I don't know how that'll work. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So anybody have any final points about anything uh, before we call it uh, a show here? Um, Just... I guess, like, thank you for everyone, like Mark kind of just said, thank you for listening and for sending us questions and um, and interacting with us. It's nice to hear that people care about what we're doing, mm-hmm. or it's nice to see also that people care about what we're doing. It makes, I think it makes all of us feel pretty good. Um, and just don't forget to, you know, keep, keep it up. We like getting comments and, you know, people following us on our Twitter, on our instagram we're always looking for fan art or you know just any way that we can interact with everyone that's interested in in stranger damies is always good yeah and show love back to those of you guys who are showing love to us uh yeah uh, just show us some love like they said and uh rate and review us on itunes uh what else can you do that on anything else like stitcher well, we're not on Stitcher, right? We're on Podbean. And... <laughs> no, the one that's, thing that we're not on. Yeah, we're on Podbean and iTunes. Uh, Google yeah. Play. Google, Google Play. Play. Uh, to, yeah, just uh, tell your friends, and then maybe they'll tell some friends, and so on and so forth. I thought they were going to say, and then we could be friends. Well, I, yeah, we'll be friends. That's fine. I'll be your friend. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. I'm a good guy. Oh, boy. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, before I say my goodbye, I'll turn it over to our uh, social media manager and have him tell you where you can find us. Oh, that's me. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Stranger Damies, and then we're also on Instagram at Stranger Damies. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, they're really hard do, to do. Them. Do we have a Facebook? I don't believe so. No. No. Facebook yeah. is dying, man. We don't do that. Yeah. We're too cool for Facebook. 
Yeah, so uh, as as Dan had said, be sure to, you know, once we get onto the YouTube and all that, you know, please like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, once we get there, you know, it's, it'll be nice uh, to see if we can carve out a little niche in this uh, in this genre of, uh, of podcasts and video and stuff. So, yeah, so be on the lookout. Um, that'll be next Wednesday uh, after this will be the uh, first time one video. Um, hope you guys uh, out there all enjoy your uh, uh, July 4th weekend um, as we will um, be enjoying ours. I may be editing a lot of video, but um, it'll be worth it uh, because I think we'll be definitely doing a good job. There's a, you know, a lot going to be happening early on. And then depending on where you guys go, um, you know, maybe maybe a couple surprises. So uh, for my guests tonight. Um, Tom Schuster, uh, who plays Dragonborn Tiresias the Deceived. Dan Aquino, uh, the squishy sorcerer O'Craig. <laughs> um, uh, for, uh, for Jenny and Steph Aquino, uh, uh, Jenny Aquino and Steph Noto, right? Yeah. In my head, I'm like, should I say Stephanie? Or should I say <laughs> Steph? And then everything just jumbled in my head together. Yeah. So, uh, who play uh, Latari and uh, Zakara. Um, and for the dearly departed Anthony, our um, wood elf bard, pizza tacos, uh, may he rest in peace. Um, I am your DM, uh, I am your DM, Mark, and uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, is it Wednesday yet? <laughs>